1: Get a gun.
0: Hello and welcome to Slamfire Radio. This is episode two hundred and eighty-three for December thirteenth, twenty eighteen. I am one of your hosts, Adriel.
2: Hey, I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly.
0: And uh, we're missing a couple people here. Yeah, uh, they build. Yeah, well, Matthew was uh, was being the school Santa for for his school. Uh, they must have been like he must have been at the bottom of the list <laughs> because he's a he's a pretty. Uh, He's not exactly a, a big, jolly Santa Claus, is he?
2: No. He's the yeah. skinniest and and least gray and the youngest Santa Claus they probably could have found.
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Whereas Trevor, he, Trevor found a super valuable hockey I card.
2: you were going to say Trevor could have.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, the, the jolly part, it would be a stretch, though.
2: Yeah. The, get off my, get off my lap, kid. Get off my lawn. <laughs>
0: Uh, no he he actually found a super valuable hockey card, so he 's taking it to auction so he can buy more guns yeah yeah it 's
2: going to get a lot for that one-
0: mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah. n h l trading cards
2: which are so valuable now, mm-hmm. not anymore uh
0: well, that one is because he 's gonna he 's gonna go buy like a probably like a high point or something like that with that yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah. that's that 's about it,
0: yeah uh, why don't we get into what we did in guns uh, okay. what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary shooting center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, right now they're having the Calgary shooting center, 12 days of Christmas sale, rifles, Woo-hoo! scopes, accessories, and cleaning kits are all between 15 and 50% off. Uh, Kelly, why don't you, uh, why don't you start us off?
2: Okay. I didn't do much. <laughs> no, I, uh, okay. I didn't really do much because of the fact that I had some company over, um, the last week um, but i was busy with other things like for example setting up a couple of gunny girl calendar signings i did want to say thank you very much by the way to jeffrey seth calgary shooting center uh, because they hosted the first one and jasmine was out there on saturday and they sold actually quite a few calendars so we were very happy with that and we very thankful to Jeff and everybody at the Calgary Shooting Center for setting that up. We've Got another one that's going on at SFRC. We'll make that announcement in a few minutes. Uh, we are looking at planning maple seed events. Uh, we're gonna contact the ranges that we've been to already uh, this last year and the year before and see if they would like to host us again but if anybody who we or sorry if anybody knows of ranges that we haven't been to or are uh, reaching out to you and just would like you guys to send us an email at info at and let us know mm-hmm. if your range would like to host us because we'd like to branch out it's kind of like spreading her seeds you know maple seed that whole thing i just i thought it was funny <laughs> um so yeah i we're trying to we're trying to do a little bit of work on maple seed and planning for next year. So we were doing that 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 this week as well. And actually, that's about it. Oh, um, so I I put together a range day. I was talking to the person about that yesterday. He's giving it away. He's giving it as a Christmas present to his son and daughter. So uh, after Christmas, we're going to go out to the range and shoot a whole bunch of guns. But not only that. Now that that people were aware that I shoot, they've been coming up to me at work. And basically, so I have like four range dates. It was really weird this week, but it was good. So people are talking about shooting, uh, especially actually, there's a lady across the hall for me and uh, who's in the office there. And she approached me and she said, she's looking for something to do. She's not creative. She's not artsy. She just wants to go and target shoot her husband shoots. And so now she wants to go shoot. So she asked me to take her. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's what I did. I didn't go shooting, but I did talk about guns. What about you?
0: Oh, you know, I uh, I got my BCL in, uh, so that came in to the, uh, came in, yeah. That was uh, a <laughs> thing, yeah. I also got a, I got a, a, like a sleeping bag thing that I'm reviewing. Uh Yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh I need one of those.
0: Uh, I wanted to I wanted to start the show wearing it, but I forgot. So I was like, how do I get this in here? So that's what
2: I was You so <laughs> like, look like the Michelin man.
0: Like, I feel I feel like the Michelin man. It's just <laughs> Yeah. Is it is it warm? And I am uh overheating oh, uh, at you're... this very second. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to pull this off here. <laughs> uh for your podcast listeners, I am wearing uh, how would you describe this? A sleeping bag
2: it, it it is a it's a sleeping bag it's rad it's a sleeping bag that is looks like a michelin man suit basically
0: <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be like a sleeping bag that you like uh i don't know wear or something anyways so
2: are do you wear it while you shoot or are you basically like uh... is it like a suit
0: yeah but it's like sleeping bag so it's like to sleep in like if you're camping and you're going to tent it and it's like minus 10 out or whatever you just pop this guy on and then instead of taking a sleeping bag
2: what if you have to pee in the middle of the night it's got a zipper
0: (laughs) a little hand warmer here too it's actually so like one of the things I hate about camping is peeing in the middle of the night because (laughs) you're freezing your butt off so I don't know you just like roll up a bed with this on I guess (laughs) Well, I, gotta I take think it's
2: perfect. Off. I need one of those.
0: I'm gonna take this all the way off. I'm, I'm I'm cooking already.
2: So how much was the cost on it?
0: Uh, I don't know. They sent it to me to like oh. review. So <laughs> I'll have to review it, and then like like I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna be at the range Sunday. I wonder if I should take it. <laughs> I think I people would... will think I'm crazy if I wear that at the range. So maybe not. Maybe when I'm hunting coyotes, I'll wear it. I don't know.
2: It's a winter onesie. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks, John.
0: My BCL came in. I see. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's uh pretty nice. So this is, I think this is a Gen 3. They've, they've, they've gone through a couple of generations. Uh, the first Gen had a, a couple of things here and there that weren't <laughs> super, but this one was pretty decent, actually. Um, 8.3 pounds. So the the most of the specs I saw said 8.9. I weighed it. It said 8.3. I'm like... And my okay. scale's off. So I went and weighed some water. Uh, you know, a liter of water is a kilogram kind of thing. So I, d- I did that and it was like bang on. So hmm, that's not the issue. Um, and then I uh so I emailed BCL and I said, Hey, uh that you're 102, like is it is it eight point three pounds? Because I all the specs I'm seeing say eight point nine. And they confirmed, yeah, they, they lost a bunch of weight on it. So
2: huh. real.
0: Yeah, it went on a diet. Um, it could still go on a bit more of a diet. Like, this 4 is is pretty chunky. Heavy. And I think uh, uh, if you replace this, you'd be able to lose, like, another third to, to 0.4 of a pound uh, just with that. Um, but a lot of this stuff on here is pretty good. Like, the trigger on it is really good. Um, just make sure that I'm empty here. Uh, but the trigger that that uh, uh, on it does not have very much creep at all. I'll just show you here. Cool. Yeah. And it's about six like, pounds. Like yeah. a six pound crisp single stage trigger. I was gonna throw another trigger in here, but it's not bad enough to need another trigger. So I'm just gonna leave it.
2: you gonna take it out this weekend?
0: You bet I am. Awesome. Yep. Um, what else I notice about it? I don't I'm not a huge fan of the uh of the of stock on it, but I don't really care. Comes the knee two grip, good because if you don't like them, you throw them away. <laughs> um yeah, really cha- interesting.
2: Are you changing out this uh the stock at all?
0: Not for now. I'm probably like I don't know because the way I am with guns, I buy them and then yeah, you a couple them. months go go buy and I sell them. So I might not. Uh, it came with a flash hider instead of a, a break or anything like that. So I did order a break for it. Um, yeah, and I've got a big ridiculous scope on it so I can test the accuracy, uh, this weekend. One thing that was a little bit off was the color. It's supposed to be black, but does it look kind of green to you? Yeah. Like a dark, Uh, dark green.
2: Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, it is. It is like a real dark, dark green on it, which I don't know. Okay. I don't really care. I like, I'm not one of those guys where it's gotta be black or anything like that. So it's fine. Fine by me. Uh, came with a mag, came in a bag. I don't know what else to say. Like a lot of the parts look a lot better than the than the um, the earlier pictures that I saw. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a pretty good deal for 1375, but wait until next show and I'll have some more information cuz I'll right. uh, I'll actually take it out and shot it. Uh... This also came in, not the rifle, the red dot came in. This is the uh, uh, Aimpoint Pro, the patrol rifle optic and uh it's on right now and that's that the the, the deal is uh you could get an, a, a a red dot that's fancy and auto turns off after four hours and yada 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 or you could get a red dot that runs on a tiny little battery mm-hmm. and you just leave it on for three years and it's just good to go oh you just leave it on
2: okay okay
0: just to heck leave with it Yeah, no, just leave it on <laughs> and they're so energy efficient that uh you just don't need to turn them off.
2: You just leave them on.
0: Yep. So uh, I I ordered three batteries for it and it has a battery in there. So I've probably got 10 years of uh, just leaving it on the whole time. That's uh, that'll work for. So that was interesting. It's like, it's quite large, right? Like yeah. that's a, that's a red dot. That's a big red dot, right?
1: Yeah. But
0: uh, it's, it's beefy and, uh, and, and very clear. Uh, one of the things that I think I mentioned this on one of the previous shows, one of the things I want to try and uh, I'm going to have it at the range this weekend. So I'm I'm going to try this out is uh, leaving the front cover closed and shooting both eyes open and seeing if I can make hits at hundred yards, because the idea is as you're looking through, you can actually still see that red dot superimposed on the target because you have both your eyes open, right? Uh, So even though it's closed, you can see in through the back, the back's clear and you can see that red dot. And maybe you can make hits at distance. Okay. I'm curious. I'm very curious to see if this is going to work. If because this work. doesn't seem doesn't seem like a thing. But maybe <laughs> it's a thing.
2: <laughs> All right. You're going to have to. You got a lot of things you're going to have to test this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I want to try that out. These come with a super slick mounting system on it. Oh, man. It's got this big knob on the side here. And uh, here. I'll just. I'll I'll mount it and unmount it. So there right, now it's off. And you just kind of like slap it on your rifle. How oh. solid is that? Uh, very solid. Okay. Um, so you, when you as you tighten it on there, tighten, tighten, tighten. Whoops! Let me just push it to the fo- push it forward as I'm tightening it because you want that recoil lug engaging. It's got like a stepper, on a stepper clutch, a stepper resistor thing here. So you turn it until it yeah. clicks. One. Two, oh, okay, three, yeah, and now it's in there and it's good to go. So super easy to take on or off. Um, I mean, I'm not, am not really like a backup iron sight kind of a guy, but you could run a backup iron sight with this thing. And if if you're if yeah. you were on the wrong day of that three years or four years or whatever, and you didn't change the battery, you could crank this thing off like in no time and just go straight to your to your backup irons.
2: Yeah,
0: I probably won't. I'll probably just leave it. Who cares?
2: It's three years. And you got extra batteries. Yep.
0: Like realistically for a combat rifle, I'll probably, uh, or sorry, a, a competition rifle. I'll probably change batteries every two years and just call it a day. Never have yep. to think about it. Right. Yep. Um, okay. That's two guns. Yeah. So I'm going go to go, I'm going to go to the range this weekend. Uh, I want to go shooting with a buddy of mine. Uh, I'm going to cite in my WK. I'm going to cite it in for hunting ammo. I had had it cited in for, uh, just the blaster, American Eagle, fifty-five grain stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but it does shoot the stuff I want to hunt with it at a different spot. So I want—I'm going to sight it in so I can go uh, maybe shoot some coyotes over the winter. Okay. Um, take the BCL. Going to do some accuracy and reliability testing with it. I've got a whole whack of ammo uh, uh, for it, uh, both factory and reloaded stuff, uh, and some steel case stuff. Do you think that'll run?
2: Um. Yeah, Some
0: manufacturers say like, don't run steel case in yeah. our guns, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to try I it. it. I got some.
2: Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. Have
0: yeah. You? Okay.
2: You
0: yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I am going to, okay. So I've got this NP 29 sitting yep. in my safe and, uh, the front sight's too low. So I need a, a taller front sight. I'm going to f- take it to the range this weekend. <laughs> and I'm going to figure out what the, what the offset I need is because, uh, this This gun's actually like very slick the the slide is very slick on it. Um, it's got a fantastic trigger. it's right around three pounds. Nice. Um, but you can't hit stuff with it because it's way too like it hits way too high, right so right. i'm gonna I'm gonna make that measurement this weekend and uh and find out what my offset is. Um,
2: How long are you going to be at the range for then? <clears throat> Pack a lunch. What?
0: probably like four or five hours like my range is a 45 minute drive so i don't i I never make a short trip to the range if i'm going i'm going
2: you bring (laughs) everything
0: yeah i'm not going for like an hour or two i'm uh, i've i've never been at that range okay no wait i've been there at the range once when i was there for 20 minutes because i brought an m14 out there and the scope mount was installed crooked and i didn't have any tools but mm. I had to go home. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to sight in my that AR-15 with that Aimpoint Pro, and I'm also going to test the reliability. I've have been having reliability issues with that thing, short stroking. Right. I've got that new BCG in there. Yep. I'm hoping this is going to fix it because I'm getting sick and tired of AR-15 problems with the.
2: Uh, so if it doesn't, what's the next?
0: Oh. Because you dis- tried. I'll completely disassemble it, take all the parts, and I don't know, do, do something else. Maybe I'll sell it. Sell all the parts. I'll just keep my 180 because my 180 works. <laughs> yeah. Although I hope it doesn't come to that because I kind of like the idea of having like a competition rifle and then like a hunting t- semi-auto 223. I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'll probably shoot the Chris Vector just just 'cause because yep. I've got like 150 rounds of 45 ACP and uh, why not? Just hose some some ammo out with it. Should be a right. busy enough. Should be a busy enough Sunday.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be, you're going to be there for a couple hours.
0: Yeah. Well, the nice thing about like uh, most of what I just talked about is at a hundred meters. So I'm going to be able to go to the hundred meter bay, put up a whack of targets and then shoot one rifle till it's hot, swap it, take another rifle, shoot till it's hot, swap it and just keep cycling through guns. And so it'll actually uh, be somewhat efficient. Uh, why don't we head into upcoming events? Um, you've got this uh, CCFR Gunny Girl one here.
2: Yeah, I do. So the uh CCFR CCFR 2019 Gunny Girl calendar is out. And what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be having a calendar signing at SFRC, which is in Harrowsmith, Ontario. Uh you can come out and meet Je- uh, Jen and Becky. Uh, they're going to be doing a signing on Sunday, this Sunday, December 15th. And they're going to be there from uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah, so 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you buy a calendar for $20, uh, then you can receive 15% off in-store purchases. The discount is only valid on that day, so on this Saturday uh you can get as i said you can get 15 percent off all your in-store purchases so come out by the calendar you're going to support the ccfr women's events we'd love to see you i'm going to be there jen's going to be there becky's going to be there and everybody will sign your calendars for you
0: next the canadian sharpshooter classic two-day section sanctioned prs match uh, at rfma alberta at the rob furlong marksmanship academy uh, near Hanna, Alberta, will be taking place uh, for three days from July 12th to 14th. Uh, July 12th will be sight in and uh, sign in, and uh, will be followed with uh, two days of matches. Uh, expect to shoot 18 to 22 stages. The stages will be a mix of prone, modified prone, and barricades. With the sides of the property, we'll be pushing the steel out there. Expect the average target engagement between 6 and 900, with some steel at 1,000 to 1,400. This match will be for anyone from the first-time shooter and up. Match registration will open February twelfth. Cost will be two seventy-nine Canadian. This will include a match shirt, lunch Saturday and Sunday, and registration will be through the RFMA website. So, very cool. More uh, more PRS matches.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be so. Rob Furlong he spot- sponsored a stage at the Meaford uh long-range steel challenge and so he's going to be doing this this is the second time he's doing it i guess so it's going to be out in alberta a lot of people are interested in going There are going to be people coming up from the us all across the country as well and i think that they're also looking for sponsorship as well so you can email them at canadian sharpshooters classic at gmail.com so if you're looking to sponsor email them there and you can also visit their website as well. Registration will be February 12th though. So I think, um, uh, I think we'll have some more information on that when it goes live though. Very 279, cool. not bad for two day match. And they have some serious prizes like me had nice prizes on the prize table.
0: Yeah. Did I, did I talk about like my look, look into PRS and now I'm not interested at all in it.
2: I didn't hear I- that.
0: I was so I was I was imagining like, oh man, so all these guys are shooting with bolt guns. Yeah. Uh, what if I could get a BCL like and I could get it to one MOA? What if right. I could like reload to one MOA? Then I'll run some ten round uh uh XCR mags in them. I'll right. couple them and right. I'll just get accuracy through volume. I'll just <laughs> just lay waste to all those steel targets out there, right? Because there's a bunch of steel targets in it. Yep. Um, and I'll like I'll win based on time and uh, and like a time points thing, and uh, that's not at all how PRS is run no, well, what's, whatsoever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no. apparently there's there's a time limit, but yeah. there's no there's no advantage to finishing fast. No, no, well placed and-
2: shots, but there is there is some advantage some, because there are some stages where the time does count
0: and well and, or you just might not finish right you might not finish in time because right. you're far out
2: right yeah. so at meford i do know that uh, ryan ryan makes the event so that it is something that first time shooters can go to but what we what i saw when i was rowing a stage was a lot of the newer um shooters, they would time out on a stage where yeah. the people who were very seasoned, they'd come in, they'd finish the stage, and they'd have like if it was a 60 second stage, they'd finish it in 20 seconds and every be... yeah. yeah. Right? So there's they're also doing that. Ra- with there's bolt a there's as a
0: well. limit. You can't like there's a limit to how many rounds you send down range.
2: That is correct. There is a round count.
0: So Running a semi and achieving accuracy through volume is Volume's not, not going to work. Not a good idea. No. Not the thing to do.
2: No, it's mm. going to be expensive.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. it just won't work. Cause you'll, you'll throw your rank. Like a miss is a miss, right? You have to make your Correct. hits out there.
2: No, you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. I can't just bring more mags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just run like a, one of them like belt holder and, and carry like a couple double uh, blade tech uh, mag pouches or something like that. No. No, so you're thing.
2: not interested, huh?
0: Not a thing. I like shooting under pressure for time and I like faster. Well, this would still better. be
2: under pressure for time, but it's accuracy, but with you know, time constraints still and yeah. also ammo constraints, it's fun. Don't I'll knock, probably it still, you try I'll it.
0: probably still shoot one. Probably. Okay but it's not hosing like three gun. Mainly. So
2: why don't you do like a CRPS match first and find out what it is with respect to like a rimfire, right? Cause it's cheap and economical, right? I'll and probably then... do that
0: anyways. Cause I've got a bolt 22 that yeah, you do. would be fine. For That's that.
2: super accurate. And currently holding the top score for maple seed, Trevor, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Just for Trevor, just so you, yeah. just cause he's listening
2: did you uh instagram he posted something i showed a picture it was a historical picture throwback about how we took bets on trevor and he was going to rage quit
0: Mm, yeah i remember i saw you remember
2: that it was a pizza box and everybody yeah bet on a square
0: saw the post too yep
2: oh you saw it
0: oh yeah
2: and then my response because for those of you who are listening or or watching, Trevor said, "Well, then I I didn't rage quit and I posted the highest score for Rifleman among podcasters." I said, "Until you know, there was Adriel and Orenko and Bolta." And it was so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was funny. It was funny at the time. Go visit our Instagram.
0: Still funny it. now.
2: I know it is.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Well, right. right. <laughs> We headed to the news. Sure. Uh, do you got this first one here?
2: Yes, Senator Plet. He is a senator, obviously Senator Plett. He, uh So uh, C-71 is being read to the Senate. It passed through the House of Commons and it was um, put over to the Senate. So it is up for its second reading. And he spoke before the Senate with respect to his views on C-71. And uh, he actually is somebody who is a firearms right or firearm owner uh, supporter. Uh, he actually, I'll give you something that he posted on Twitter. I'm following him on Twitter as well. So, and then mm-hmm. I'll go into this. So he, on Twitter, he posted yesterday, gun control advocates like to talk diversively about gun lobby in Canada, like it's some kind of fringe special interest group. The fact is that so-called gunny, gun lobby consists of over 2.2 million law-abiding Canadians with government issued gun licenses. So, when you think about that, we get licenses that are issued by the government and we're law abiding. And now we're not fringe, right? We're not these people that are.
0: I mean, most of us aren't fringe. Well,
2: yeah. Well, then
0: there's still still. Trevor.
2: (laughs) Yes. So he is a supporter. You'd be surprised the amount of senators that are supporters of firearms owners. Uh, Right now they're, as I said, they're reading it in uh, the Senate C71 and it's gone through its second reading. He actually just, uh, Posted his speech or what he said to what he said in the Senate he was on the floor, and he basically uh, was very articulate uh he is sympathetic or empathetic about what's happened recent or what's happened recently with uh, firearm related deaths um also um, December sixth as well uh reflecting on that, but at the same time he he basically said. Gun owners in Canada who are legal gun owners aren't the people that you know we need to go after and C seventy one isn't going to do what what you're looking for. So mm-hmm. it's um it's very well written if anybody wants to actually read through it. It's quite long. So maybe we can put it in the show notes as well. But the gist of it is basically, you know what? Firearm owners aren't that bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the next one here: Canada's World War II era pistols dangerously unreliable, but the quest to find a replacement drags on. This is talking about our uh, high points that uh, our uh, our army uh, uses right now. Um, it's actually interesting. So the, the the procurement's been taken forever on on uh, new replacement handguns. Yep. Um, these things are. Super duper old these old high uh, uh high powers and uh, did yeah. I say high point or high power? It
2: did, but we were just going to let that pass because.
0: Uh... <laughs> if our yeah, if our if our uh, army was going to war with high points, that'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be another thing. But uh, they're actually uh, going to war with something even more unreli- unreliable. Actually, I, from what I hear, <laughs> that the pistols themselves are usually fine. Mm-hmm. It's trying to find a good magazine, trying to find a magazine that feeds correctly and and doesn't. Uh, 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 that it feeds feeds the ammo correctly, right? So, right, um, yeah, high powers are like a full steel, uh, heavy, um, pretty old design. So, right, yeah, we Trigger. should uh... triggers
2: are heavy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they're trying to replace it.
0: Yeah, they've got black and white photos of people shooting these things uh, to give you an idea to the age. I, I believe that we had actually um, uh, made a whole pile of these for China or for some, for some other country. And then we just never ended up sending them. So we just had them all on hand and that's why we've been using them all these years. Uh,
2: um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. I would, I would love to just spread some lore that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh <laughs> Well, yeah, no, no, it says we in the article here.
2: Yeah, well the reason yeah. we still have them is because of the fact that our government is so freaking cheap.
0: Yeah, and we've got a whole bunch of them. And pistols aren't like pistols aren't super, super important to uh you know to use compared to a rifle or something like that. But
2: well when you go to when you go into when you're deployed Anybody who's in theater is issued a sidearm, so they're carrying these. So why aren't they given something that's going to be reliable? Lighter,
0: and, something and lighter. lighter. Just grab, just grab a Glock or something like that. That's a whole bunch of plastic, so it's not sedang so heavy.
2: Yeah, my views on supporting our military and our and our uh, government, whether it be liberal, conservative, or whoever, I ha- it's been horrible. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and and uh, this is, again, this is the procurement process that apparently has been taking a long time with this. Yep. Yeah, it so that, uh, it says here in the article, many of the English high powers were actually intended to be sent to China for use against uh, Japanese forces. The order fell through when Imperial Japan surrendered and Canada was suddenly left with a massive surplus of wartime 9 millimeter pistols. So as of the early 2000s, m- uh, these were unused uh, high points in Canadian depots, still covered in factory grease. So yeah, they're old pistols and we need to get something new and it's taking forever. And we should have just said, uh, give us like Glocks or P320s or whatever. They'll both do the same thing. They're both light. They're both more uh, modern, reliable, all the good stuff.
2: Yeah. You need something that's going to be something you can basically take anywhere and we'll go through anything. So
0: Glock, Locker p320 yep they're both basically. good yeah. there's armies that they're fielding both of those and they seem to be doing fine and Not uh
2: Canadian. sorry yeah
0: so <laughs> why are we why are we making like a crazy procurement process when we could be making something easier and faster
2: yep yeah. yep
0: cool uh all right on to new gun stuff or oh, sorry wait there's one more yeah. here you've there got is- the police uh next next one here
2: yeah, so the police, they busted a gun manufacturing ring in the Toronto area. So basically what was happening is they found more than 120. So I don't know exactly what more means. Uh, more than 120 handguns that were linked to a group that they were distributing them to criminals in, in the Toronto area, basically. They were uh, homemade guns. What they were is they were taking guns that um, they were basically building guns through legally bought, uh parts and then they were building they were building guns and then they were selling them off and the guns were being used in criminal activities such as street gangs human trafficking drug uh drug uh, uh, trafficking and, and that as well um so basically the firearms didn't have any serial numbers on them and so they weren't traceable that way uh so right now there is basically they uh, 150 charges against 23 people so they seized in total 14 handguns, so this is I don't know how this reflects on 120, but um, they seized 14 sorry, 14 handguns, six long rifles, and a machine gun as well as grenade silencers and stun gun and body armor. and I
0: mean, if, you, uh, if you banned handguns, those handguns wouldn't be in Canada though.
2: Okay. <laughs> right
0: No <Yeah. laughs> No, cuz none of them were handguns to start with, right? No. They were unserialized.
2: Right. Exactly. A lot of uh
0: 22 conversion uh handguns I think I saw on on the picture yep. there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh so they actually so two people in particular that they um arrested and charged mostly with um and basically they also had they also seized uh cocaine as well as methamphetamines, heroin, fentanyl. And $85,000 in cash as well as property and four vehicles. It was uh, Sounds drug, a... Sounds
0: drug-linked drug linked then. We should just legalize all it, the drugs. Do it you would, think? Uh, Yeah, just, just get rid of these uh, drug gangs. Just legalize them all. Uh, if you want to do fentanyl or whatever, yeah, sure. Go do oh, fentanyl. Yeah. Make a little island. Uh, we'll call it Fentanyl Island. And fentanyl. everyone can go there and do all the fentanyl they want to. And... Uh, it won't be breaking into my car, trying to steal the change out of the uh, yeah. the uh, non-existent change out of the change pocket thing, and uh, and doing like general property crime. Just yep. go to go to Fentanyl Island, do all the fentanyl you want.
2: I've seen movies like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Escape from New York, something like yeah, that, Put yeah. fentanyl in there, just a big yeah. pile of it right in the middle. Right in the you middle. I have to put a tent over the top of it so it doesn't blow away or yeah. get like rained on.
2: But. You should uh, watch- if you guys are watching a really good show to watch watch the wire they did that
0: fentanyl Island Ooh. no
2: it wasn't fentanyl Island it was just go and watch the wire it's okay. really good okay that's all fine right. all right let's yep. do new gun stuff
0: oh that would stop it yeah uh, yeah Plainsight sight solutions has some six p 6.5 PRC rifles in stock now I just heard of this 6.5 PRC thing today mm-hmm. and it's real interesting so PRS. Yes, has I'm a velocity say. limit. <laughs> you can't. You can't do. You can't use a, a round that goes more than 3,200 feet per second.
2: Right. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I didn't
0: know that. I didn't know that. So apparently, uh, if you're going to be as gamer as possible, you need a cartridge that goes 3,200 fps and has a huge BC on it because then you can hit stuff downrange no problem, right? Right. That's what this cartridge is for. <laughs> It's called PRC because it's for precision rifles. It's just for PRS. Uh, you can drive like a, a one forty seven grain uh, six point five bullet to thirty two hundred FPS, and that thing won't slow down. Won't slow down for nothing because it's basically like a javelin going through the air, and uh, yeah burn your barrel out in like a thousand rounds or two or something like that because it's so massively overbore, and it's such a long bullet you're just putting a ton of power behind that thing you're gonna burn the barrel out in no time but you'll win a match maybe yes, will. help yeah and yeah. then
2: you'll go visit ryan stacy
0: yep you'll have to become very good friends with ryan stacy just keep just maybe like a, a barrel subscription is what he needs to do <laughs> barrel a year every two every year just get a new barrel in the mail you have to mail the other one back like netflix used to be
2: <laughs> oh it's looks
0: burned out <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's no good anymore i need another one <laughs> and then you have to put at least 100 rounds in that one just to season it yeah and then it's it's already 10% through its life <laughs> yep uh anyways, uh those things are coming into the country. So if you want to uh be the gamerist gamer uh for PRS, take a look at the uh 6.5 PRC rifles that Plainsight Sight has uh, brought in. Yep. Uh Next one here, uh Eagle Hunting Supplies is closing the business down. Yeah, I saw uh, that. They're going to be liquidating everything from December 15th to 31st. Watch their CGN thread. They're going to be pl- uh, putting some prices up there. Uh Fast Toys has the Double Alpha EHP. Oh, it stands for something. Electronic Hearing Protection. It's like yep. the, the lamest product naming ever. It's it's just exactly what it is. Electronic Hearing Protection. <laughs> it's not like the Bravo or something like that. It's just <laughs> Electronic Hearing Protection. Uh, they're e They come with gel cups from the factory. So
2: I saw that. And They also come with a little case and everything
0: a d ring for uh putting on your belt kind of a thing yeah so
2: 118 bucks
0: Mm -hmm. that's not bad the gel clips are usually like 50 bucks uh on their own right yeah yeah
2: so have you tried these at all
0: no i just saw them coming in i don't i don't actually i don't run headsets most of the time i usually i I run uh, earplugs
2: okay i wonder if anybody's. I wonder if anybody has used these.
0: Hmm. Yeah, any- it's still an alpha, so it can't be. It can't be terrible. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's enough of that. Why don't we get on to the yeah. uh, main topic? Okay. And welcome to the show, Kevin from Range Warrior Accessories. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you very much. So, uh, uh, RWA. I've, I, I kind of heard of you guys. Uh, maybe like a year ago or something like that, when you guys were talking about, uh, you guys have a whole bunch of stuff for the AR-180B. Maybe uh, uh, tell us uh, how you got started.
1: Well, basically what we started out as, we've been a machine shop for 17 years now. And in 2015, when oil kind of took a plunge, we decided to diversify. And I've been a gun guy since I was seven. So we figured why not make gun parts? And the only reason we picked the 180 was because it was kind of... uh, a diamond in the rough, non restrictive for Canada that was kind of left alone. So we picked up and started running with that.
0: Yeah, I had one of those, uh, one of those older AR-180Bs with the, uh, the polymer lower and the no rail on the top unless you get one or, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, they were a bit craptastic back in the day, just a little bit.
0: They were made for, to a price point, right? Like I think yeah. uh, like originally when they were bringing them into the country, they were like right around 1000 bucks, maybe a little bit less. Um, but then after they stopped making them, uh, they got up to like two grand.
1: (laughs) Well, the, when I went looking for one to buy one to reverse engineer, I actually paid 2000 bucks for it. Yeah. Like on the forum. Yeah. So it's still here in the safe, not worth 2000 bucks anymore though.
0: (laughs) No, no. We've, uh, we've seen a kind of seen an explosion of, uh. Uh, of non restricted a r alternatives this year and last year, and uh yeah now there there's lots of competition for that kind of stuff
1: yeah it's pretty it's pretty good we got a couple of new companies doing the a r kind of variants of it, and then we got a couple of companies doing the one eighties now and it's really good for consumers to have all the options actually
0: oh totally i'm uh yeah i'm 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 loving the options that that are out there, and i mean the one eighty is kind of interesting because it's it's kind of become like a de facto platform now so um. I, yeah, what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of parts did you guys uh, start out building for the, uh, for the 180?
1: Well, the first thing that we started out doing was we redesigned the whole action. So we wanted to take the AR-15 barrels because that's kind of the standard now, which means the upper receiver changed a little bit, uh, a little bit more height extension so we could clear all the op rods and stuff. And we did ours with two removable side panels so the whole gun could be swapped back and forth, left-right eject, left-right charge, whatever that you kind of wanted to do with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We kind of went, we over-engineered the rifle actually, like beyond what it needed to be. Uh, But basically that was just to show people what we could do. Uh, We have a full line of brakes and rails and rings and all kinds of parts we make here too. Uh, The 180 was just to kind of show that we can actually make gun parts (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I just noticed the brakes today. I, just, I, I picked up a Spectre ballistics brake like two days ago or something like that, and I was looking on your website today, and yeah, you've got a bunch of, uh, of AR-10 brakes on there.
1: Yeah. So we and- did the 30-cal uh, precision rifle brakes. We've got the AR-10 brakes, AR-15, all the 30-cals for the 7.62, all that stuff covered already. So
0: I wish I would have known.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been kind of a bit of a slow burn for us because we were so new and uh everybody kind of wondered what we were doing and who we were and and it really needed the 180 to get out there to get people talking so like a lot of people are breaks are everywhere they're a dime a dozen right so where do you buy them and how much should you spend for one you know but well, yeah uh, they're
0: they're they're a dime a dozen except when they're like a lot a lot of breaks out there like two three hundred
1: dollars yeah and what we did was and what we do with every product right so we went and looked at the brakes that are out there. Um, like I've helped other companies design brakes before, and when we figure out the price point of them, like most of our brakes are between seventy-five and a hundred bucks. Even the thirty-cal brakes are only like a hundred dollars. And if you look at the material specs and the coatings, they're exactly the same as the brakes you're spending two hundred and twenty-five dollars for.
0: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it's still pretty nice. Like I was looking at. There's a Trident here that looks – so one of the things I like in a break is, uh, like, two or three uh, ports, uh, lightweight and, uh, and compact. And that thing is, like, very – it looks lightweight. It looks like it is, it's, yeah. it's mostly baffle and, uh, and em- empty space, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the way that, uh, that we did it when we first set it up was we wanted to make things at a price point that guys could afford. And we wanted to kind of give guys a price break on stuff. Uh, so it, now all of those prices there they're even factored in with dealer with dealer points in there. so when we look at brakes that are 120 bucks for the 30 cal, like we did uh, testing with those they reduced felt recoil by almost 30 percent on a 30 caliber. so pretty standard across the board for most brakes, uh, but basically 4140 heat treated and then liquid nitride it everything that you would look for. And then we even started laser engraving them too because we were like, well, maybe the guys like them when they're laser engraved. So we started laser engraving them too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I see a, a trend too towards uh, more personalization. You see the, uh, the Glock backplates that people personalize yeah. or the uh, dust covers on their ARs. So yeah, more, more personalization yeah. is definitely something people are, uh, are looking for right now. I like that your brake doesn't, doesn't appear to have any ports on the top. I see a lot of uh, AR brakes where they put, they put porting on the top <clears throat> and then what ends up happening, I, I shoot three guns. So this is, this is something I care about. <laughs> yep. What ends up happening when you got ports on the top is you actually drive the muzzle on the thing down instead of like just straight back. Right.
1: Well, the thing is we do have one break called the zero G that we put a couple of one eighth ports in the top, mm-hmm. uh, mostly for stabilization. If you're shooting accurately, right? Like, but if you want multiple follow-up shots, then yeah, you just want lateral suppression. That's it. Totally. Uh, on top of that too, a lot of the brakes you see these days with those vertical ports they mess up your sight picture. When you're getting that flash sometimes it can mess up your sight picture if you're really rapid firing right mm-hmm.
0: Yeah yeah that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, I mean that's, that's that's really cool yeah that's that's a, a, a really reasonable price point. So um, what kind of parts are you guys making for the 180 right now?
1: right now we just finished uh, well all the five five six two two three guns are done. Uh, We switched out to IBI for our barrels because we were using U.S. manufactured barrels, those uh, liquid nitrate barrels, Mm -hmm. but they were 3.2 pounds. They uh, they made the gun almost 10 pounds with that barrel, but we went with accuracy first. That's what we were trying to sell, Uh, and then we realized that the gun's a bit heavy, and for, like, three gun guys, like, you don't want to throw around a 10-pound rifle all day. Mm -hmm. So we switched out to IBI with the mid length gas system. Uh, so now that we're partnered up with IBI, all of our barrels and all of our guns are now on be IBI, IBI barrels. So with that, now the new stuff is 7.62 and 300 blackout. We just finished testing the 300 blackout in the carbine system. Runs 100%. Uh, the 7.62, we just finished testing that and decided we're going to beef up the extractor a little bit. So the extractor is running in the shop right now. Uh, that's for our rifle. Now, also, there's another rifle on the market. Not sure if you're aware of it, but it's the Mm -hmm. WK-180C. This is made by Wolverine and Kodiak. We have multiple samples here. Uh, Price point rifle. Really good job on what they did. Uh, But uh, just today, we put the 7.62x39 upper we made for their gun, and I went down and tested it today. So for the WK-180C, we will also have uh, 7.62, 300 blackout, 6.5 Grendel, um uh yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out. So Ooh,
0: yeah, six five Grendel or the, the seven sixty two by thirty nine would be really interesting in there.
1: Yeah, the seven sixty two by thirty nine, what what I've done of multiple tests on the three hundred blackout versus the seven sixty two by thirty nine, kind of equal in performance out to about two or three hundred yards, but mm-hmm. uh, the seven point six two is way cheaper to buy. So
0: yeah, yeah well that's i uh, I imagine you had to beef up the extractor because it's it's running like typically like steel case like nasty yeah. stuff, and
1: yeah yeah, so what we ended up doing was uh beefing up the extractor spring and then we copied the uh a r ten the the details from the a r ten extractor so basically it's an a r fifteen or a r one eighty b bolt with an a r ten extractor that's kind of what we did just to yeah, that'll that work extra yeah off. yeah. Him
0: a little bit more oomph. That's really cool. So um, uh, do you have an idea as to the price point you're going you're going aim for for the uh, 762 by 39 upper?
1: Yeah, so the new sporter uppers for our rifle or for the WK180C, it doesn't matter what caliber, it doesn't matter what gas system because we have them all now. So we have rifle, mid-length carbine and pistol. Doesn't matter what gas system or what caliber, uh all 11.99 and it comes with the handguard and a muzzle brake. Oh, cool. So okay. So yeah, so it's a complete upper even counting the break uh, for eleven ninety nine for both guns.
0: Sweet. Yeah, that's a decent way of adding. Uh, what kind of mags does it use for the 762 by 39
1: Basically, uh, hold on, I'll grab you one. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's multiple mags on the market you can get for the 762 by 39 This is one that uh, we're running, so the slight Bend Banana Mag. Uh, actually, I got this at Wolverine Supplies, uh, mm-hmm. if anybody's looking for them. And then we also ran the 10-round LAR 7.62 pistol mags. Yeah. Uh, what, what we did find is uh, with these here, as soon as you load to 10, you kind of got to get these mags worn in uh, before they'll be really smooth. Uh, nine rounds runs really fine, but the 10th round sometimes causes you to have the forward assist a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Until uh, they're broke in anyway.
0: Yeah, it probably matters uh, what kind of coatings on the cases as well, right? That polymer stuff is sometimes a little bit gritty, whereas like a lacquered one is like slick.
1: Yeah. Now, what we found with uh, everything that I've been testing, uh, because I shoot indoor, everything that I've been testing has been all Hornady ammunition for the most part. Uh, So really high quality ammunition. The steel case stuff that I was out last weekend shooting out of the the Banana Mag ran just fine. But I mean, they're pinned to five, so the spring's not under much tension, right? mm-hmm so <laughs> cool. yeah so
0: that's 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 interesting because yeah there, there's got to be what like thousands of those wks out in the in the market right now so uh, well
1: that's the a... well we the last numbers i seen i think they they had sold over two thousand rifles in in the first three months mm-hmm. and uh they're still putting out rifles and catching up with the demand to people that have pre-bought them uh but a lot of the guys that pre-bought their rifle reached out to us and uh, asked if we could probably help out with aftermarket stuff. So uh, our bolt release that we made, I designed that the AR 180B never had a bolt release in the original beginning. So I upgraded, made a bolt release. A lot of WK guys are putting our bolt release into their rifle now. Uh, yeah. So I've got all... one. Oh, you got one, do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, this guy here. Ooh, if my camera would
0: focus, but, uh, that, that guy right there, right?
1: Yeah, that's the one. So, uh, it it just uh makes it a little bit more modular a lot of guys were they wanted the upgrades and some man, like manufacturers i know wanted to make the upgrades but we were already making parts for the 180 so it was really easy for us to just transfer over parts uh we've also done the uh, uh ACR adapter for the WK180 as well so guys can put the ACR stock on there
0: Oh, the uh, thing—the thing I really love about that is that it, it makes the butt like less chunky on it. Like the yeah. 180C has got a real squared-off back on it, yeah. and by using that adapter and the ACR stock, it the lines flow into it. I mean, yeah. for people who care about like what the rifle looks like, right?
1: Well, aesthetics do count in, in for a lot of people, right? So everything what we do because it works out really well for us. These are all things that we were making for our rifle. To begin with. So we were making the ACR stock adapter. We in the shop right now is the M4 side folding adapter. It'll take any buffer tube AR stock and it folds on a 10 degree angle, the same as the ACR stock. Hmm. So that'll be coming out in the new year, pretty much right after Christmas. So any parts that we make, we are making for our rifle, we just change them slightly and now guys can run them on the WK as well. So it's kind of easy for us right now.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, one one of the things I noticed with the uh, with the bolt release there is the the part was a, a higher quality. Like the the WK, they're they're trying to hit a price point, and I think that yeah. they, they did a great job at that. But uh, yeah, your your part looked a, a little bit nicer, not so so many sharp edges, um, a little bit smoother, and uh, yeah, it just looked nicer.
1: Well, what they did was, and this is full credit to them, they actually duplicated the original bolt catch for the original 180B. Uh, so it's a folded and rolled sheet metal part, right? That's the original part that was in the gun. Uh, what we did, because I wanted, that was one of the main wear parts in the original 180, like the one that I bought, the bolt release didn't even work in it. So hmm. I was like, okay, so this is a, a wear part that needs to be fixed. So we did it out of solid steel, 4140, fully machined, liquid nitrided, so it'll last pretty much forever. Uh, that was one of the first upgrades we did, actually, because originally what we were going to do was just release an upper, and all the internal parts for those original 180s, so that guys that had them could break them out of the safe and shoot them without worried about breaking them, right? Mm-hmm. Because nobody made replacement parts for them anymore. So we started there, and then it turned into making the complete upper, and then we brought in the Nodex Bud lower, and it turned into a whole rifle for us. And it yeah. was kind of – it wasn't even really planned out in the beginning. In the beginning, we weren't even going to get our BFL. We weren't even going to get a business firearms license. We were just going to make uppers and accessories, rails, and – just parts, uh, but so many people contacted us and said, "Let's let's get you guys making guns." So we went and got our BFL, and now we can make anything. So
0: yeah, well, there's only so many uh, 180Bs in the country, right? So uh, yeah, you got to find a way to to get more in here because it is a really good platform. I really do like the uh, uh, the dual guide rod. Um, uh, recoil system on them that's really smooth a lot of a lot of new guns use that system that same yeah. system that they made with that thing yeah and, and the short uh, stroke
1: piston as well that, that short stroke piston has been copied like a hundred times yeah but uh what's really cool about the the 180 that i like is with no buffer tube and no buffer in the back you can now have folding stocks and and all this kind of cool stuff that we couldn't really have on the AR without having like one of those $400 side fold adapters, right?
0: Yeah, yeah so, exactly.
1: And then your gun wouldn't function when the stock was folded. So, I mean, basically the one uh, I've got, a. Uh, if you've seen any of the YouTube videos, you've probably seen a little hint that I'm putting out an actual restricted version for that rifle as well. Uh, so we've got the short barrel with the side fold. The gun is like this long. That's, but it's a uh, five, five, six. And cause some guys still like to restrict it. And because, getting a restricted gun that you could actually fold and make a nice compact unit out of. Really, we haven't had a lot of options there, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to step up and just kind of put out as many variants as we can. I actually have, uh, right here, I have the new upper for the WK-180C. So this is with our standard handguard, And what we did was we, on the polls that we did online, uh, we realized that guys didn't really care if it had the right-hand charging slot. They Mm -hmm. wanted it closed up. So we closed up the right-hand charging slot, and we put a brass deflector, and now it charges on the left, just like most people run it. Cool. So. Yeah,
0: that's how I run mine. And the brass deflector is nice because uh, uh, this one like. doesn't doesn't have one, and uh, you end up getting marks on the receiver unless you throw like a a cover there of some kind, right? So I've just jammed in like some of those Ergo M Lock yeah. covers in there. I don't know if they'll stay in there, but I don't know. I've ran into a couple matches <clears throat> and it hasn't come out.
1: The really, the really cool thing about how this all evolved was uh, a lot of the stuff that the guys are noticing with their rifles now, if they really look at what I did, this is why I did it. So first we started out uh, the, slot, the guide rail inside for the cam pin. I wanted that to be steel because I wanted it to last a long time. And it made it easier to machine inside the gun. So that's why the first side panel went on there with the, with the guide rail inside. And then we went down and shot it and shot it. And outside of my gun was all dinged and chipped and marked up. So we were like, well, maybe we'll just do two side panels. Then we can make both of them out of steel and it'll last forever. So then when we started down that path, then it let us make different carriers, different bolts, left hand jack, all kinds of stuff then after that.
0: But yeah. Was- yeah. Oh, one thing I'm, I'm loving about it is uh, the bolt isn't caked in carbon and nasty to clean. It's It's like just don't just don't clean it don't worry don't even worry about
1: it (laughs) yeah just spray some g96 in there and off to the range you go right that piston system runs super clean
0: yeah Uh, uh, yeah it's it's such a a pain with it well actually i got a uh an ultrasonic cleaner just so i could get like into the, the bcg on a on some of my ar bolts because yeah it just gets so caked up in there
1: yeah especially when you're running the shorter gas systems uh Like most guys run the ARs with the short barrels so that are running a carbine length. You get a lot of crud. If you're running a full length rifle with the rifle system, they don't get quite as dirty. But uh mm-hmm. most guys, when you're going restricted, they figure let's just have short barrel. Like cool. that. same with me. Like my all my ARs are ten and a half and twelve and a half inch barrels. Same thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you might as well. It's restricted anyways, right? Might as well yeah, run I mean... it with a with a fun length barrel, especially if you shoot mostly indoors, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, we can we're not allowed to take them very many fun places. So it might as well just have as much fun inside as you can, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh
0: so what kind of uh what kind of stuff are you working on for the future? Uh
1: right now, basically we got all the uppers and caliber conversions going on. Uh we've got new rings and rails. There's a couple of secret projects that that we are working on. We kind of have this policy where we don't tell people what we're doing because they tend to get a little bit excited about some things. Um but there's there is a new bolt gun in the works from us as well. That's about all I can tell you right now um but it's going to be different and it doesn't exist no it's it's a bolt gun that everybody wants and they don't know they want it yet so mm. cool yeah
0: is it is it going to be a bolt gun that takes a mag that's similar to an a r mag but not quite the same
1: no it's a it actually ah. it's a, it's exactly an a r mag but
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're always hoping someone's going to make a make a mag that's just like an AR mag, but not quite an AR mag, but it fits in an AR just, just coincidentally, that would be awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, see what, what really needs to happen is what we're looking at is how to do this. So that say, if you had an AR 15, that was actually a bolt action AR 15. Well, technically you'd be able to run a 30 round mag in that technically. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how we would be able to reclassify the mags for us to be able to, to do that. But uh, right now, the standard 10 round mags is what we're we're focusing on. so yeah, I mean those are fine for a bolt as well, right? So and it'd be uh, a lot of the ideas we're kicking around here. Uh, people ask us if we're ever going to do a handgun. Uh, I don't think we're gonna do that um, mainly because then like handguns are kind of everywhere and they're pretty refined. so if by the time we get on board with making a new handgun, someone else will have something better out before we get a chance, I would imagine so. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, uh, we, we do this thing that we call strategic partnership. So there's a lot of companies in Canada right now that are a little bit smaller when it comes to manufacturing. And like uh, they, they have great ideas, great designs. They just don't have the machine capability behind them to mass produce. Mm-hmm. So we've paired up with a few really good companies in Canada. We're helping. We've got projects running for them right now. Uh, we don't usually say because we'll let them say if, if we they want to say that we made the parts for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got AR-15s running in the shop right now. We've got Glock parts running in the shop right now. We've got compensators for pistols running in the shop right now. We've got a bunch of different things for other companies just to try to help get parts to market so that we're not such a slave to the U.S. market. That was kind of what we wanted to do. And uh, when it comes to... The people that have come and seen us now and come and had a tour of our shop, Uh, like we've got 17 CNC machines here and over 35 employees. So we run two shifts. We run from six o'clock in the morning until one o'clock in the morning. So we can turn stuff out pretty fast.
0: Awesome. I I, I didn't know that. So you're running, uh, are you running like uh, compensators for the Glock?
1: Yep. Uh, So we're running compensators for the Glock. There's some 1911 ones that we're running. We're running some uh, mag extension wells for the Glock, backing plates for the Glock. Ooh, uh, yeah. We're we're running AR-10 upper receivers right now for another company, and we're running AR-15 lowers for another company. So I think these AR-10 upper receivers are somewhere along the lines of an upgrade for the BCL-102, I think. But uh, I can't say for sure because I don't know what they're doing with them, but they're pretty nice, hmm. like some new stuff. And it's really cool for us because – I spend all day designing and doing things and figuring out what we're going to make next. And then someone else comes in, talks with me for half an hour and gives me something brand new that I've never even thought of to make for them. So it's <laughs> like, like every day is an adventure here pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Once you go to a machine shop, you can make all sorts of crazy stuff, right? That's really cool. Yeah. I just got a BCL one oh two there. Uh, the prices are coming down on those and it's like, Oh man, I, I got to <laughs> It's, you know, there's yeah. there are they're 1378 or something like that, but,
1: I yeah, mean, I it's think- hard. It's hard to beat for that price, right? Like it really, really is. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and that was one of the places that uh, we kind of we took it on the chin first when we released our rifle because it was expensive. Like everybody, like our rifle was twenty three fifty out the door, right? Now last year that would have been a very fair price, and nobody would have batted an eyelash at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, this year it took a little while for people to catch on what it was because so many people have picked up. Uh, making non-restricted instead of AR-15s and stuff like that, where parts are readily available everywhere. Now, when we made the 180, pretty much everything except that strip lower is made right here in the building. So the bolt, firing pin, everything. We make every piece. So when it's, uh, when it's 100% made in Canada and you're paying your guys well, there's only, there's only so much you could do. Mm-hmm. So what we did with the sporter version is we backed off on some of the modularity we backed off on, because uh, we were using 4140 keys to lock on the barrel, and like there's a lot of stuff that we did to that rifle that it probably didn't need to have done, but uh, we, we really wanted to go all out on it. So now the sporter version that's coming out, we've managed to shave, I don't know, three or four hundred bucks off it, I think it is, and it'll be uh, a little bit more uh, well-received. Cool.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's been really interesting talking with you and, and kind of learning about all the different stuff you guys do. I, I had no idea you guys did uh, this amount of stuff. I knew about the 180. I had no idea about all this other stuff, the brakes, the um, working for other uh, like uh, uh, building uh, parts for other companies, and that kind of thing. So it's, it's been super interesting. Um, maybe just before we let you go, uh, uh, tell our listeners uh, where they can uh, find you and uh, buy your
1: stuff. All right. So if you're looking for our website, it's uh, www.rangewarryaccessories.com. Our email address is info at rangewarrioraccessories.com. And if you're looking for us on YouTube, we do videos probably every week or two. Uh, that's on the Range Warrior Accessories on YouTube. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, all the places that people post stuff. We're there as well.
0: Awesome. I'll, uh, I'll make sure to add a link to the uh, show notes to, uh, to your website and to your YouTube channel so our listeners can uh, easily find those. But uh, thanks again for coming on the show and uh, letting us know about all the different stuff that RWA is up to.
1: Thank you very much for having me,
0: and thanks again kevin for uh for coming on the show. All right, why well, we get into some listener feedback. Uh, have you been watching the youtubes?
2: uh I have um not a lot on there, but just give me a second um,
0: they were saying that I had a winter onesie that is yeah. a winter onesie yep
2: Jeremy Crane is just saying that uh you know what the b c l it needs to be black, and mm-hmm. then he pretended to cough like Trevor. Uh, what else?
0: Uh... Oh, his buddy cut six inches off the uh, yes. fore end. Yeah, that'll lo- they'll lose some weight.
2: Yep. And that's about it. And then N- uh, NB uh, Mailman, he's just talking about the story that we talked about with them manufacturing firearms. He said they'll probably be locked up maybe a year.
0: Yeah, but... because we are lightening our sentencing for criminals. So. Yep. They can they they can go out and make 130 guns and then uh, you know it's it just get a slap on the wrist and I doubt though, like so, uh, how long how oh, let's make bets now how long uh, do you think they're gonna get for this
2: if they do and uh, two years is mandatory time for it mm-hmm. or which it used to be five but it's now two so if they get anything it'll probably be two. Years.
1: Oof. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I okay. I, I okay I'm gonna I'm gonna place my bet four okay. years four years. Yeah. No, two years.
2: So what they did? So okay, 120. They know they've been known to. It's Project Runner that was they were doing this. It was eight months, eight months investigation. 120 firearms, right? So they got 14 pistols, right? That's what they recovered out of 120. Just do the math. That's
0: a lot of pistols out there.
2: Yup. Yep. and. They were saying that these pistols were selling for twenty five hundred dollars on the street.
0: Oh that profit margin. <laughs> yeah. Why even deal in the coke? Like just leave the drugs off the side if you're if you're yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's move on.
0: I guess you can't really count on criminals to have like great business sense, right? It's usually like the two don't go together.
2: Quite honestly, business sense, yeah, they do. They mm. know how much money they know. They it, it, math skills are like incredible. Hmm. Believe me. Yeah. Sweet. Some of the, they might not be the smartest people, but they know their math. So.
0: Yep. All right. Why well, don't we get into right. listener feedback? Listener okay. feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. They offer his hot bluing, parkerizing, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca and I believe that Trevor just got a couple of guns, uh, Cerakoted black over there. His NEA and one more that I don't know. Mm. But anyways, Uh, why don't you do this one from John here?
2: Okay, so from John, 10 minutes into the episode, I believe I peed myself a little listening to Trevor describing how to insert the tip into the butt. He goes, gets my vote for the best episode of 2018, John. Sweet. I laughed my ass off as well. I said, oh, this is a great episode, but I said, I I did message you guys, right?
0: Mm -hmm. I said
2: five minutes in, oh, you guys need supervision.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some days, some days we do. Yep. Yep. I'll take the next one here from the other Trevor. I would like to thank Trevor and the Rust Goosh Gun Club for keeping me busy this summer. And at the same time, more on the same side, sorry, sane side, insert joke about Trevor keeping someone sane. Were we supposed to insert a joke there? Were I we think supposed so. to make one up? That's not no. how this works. We it's read hard. the email, add yep. this written and we add nothing. <laughs> just, <laughs> Except for just, if you it's know, got forever. it
2: in, in italics, then we read that too. Yes. Yes.
0: Just with an accent. Yes. Uh, It has been a challenging six months for me, having been off work with PTSD, as well as some other big changes in my life. I am back to work now, and it is going well so far. People are a little shocked and concerned when they hear firearms kept me relaxed and reduced my stress. But the fact is, shooting at the range, in practice or competition, is safe and well controlled. And for me, that's what helped. Also, I'd like to thank the Calgary Shooting Centre and all the listeners that donated parts to my STI Spartan 45 build. I really appreciate it, and I am hoping to complete it soon. I've been enjoying the show. Keep it up. and That's all for now. The other Trevor. P.S. You all need to update the Trevor sucks signs to be more specific. I don't know if I should be offended or find it funny half the time.
2: That's true. Mm -hmm. Trevor is a very, very nice guy, and I'm sorry to hear that. He's been going through some stuff, but super, um, super nice Super helpful. He was uh, one of the guys that was part of the charity shoot this year. and He yeah. also built all of those stages as well. So, yeah. I know he helped out Trevor quite a bit.
0: Yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to take this one from Spencer?
2: Not really, but I will anyways. <laughs> from Spencer.
0: Spencer's <laughs> emails are quite long.
2: Yes, but this one's pretty short. So thank you, Spencer. Hey guys, first of all, Merry Christmas! If I don't write you again before that, I'm pretty sure my Christmas present will be a Desert Tech MDR in 308. I fell in love with these at the NRA annual meeting here in Atlanta a couple years ago, and finally got them uh, out the door this year. I've been looking for a 308 rifle I can use with my 30 cal suppressor on without it. Ending up a mile long. My current Smith and Wesson AR-10 is a nice gun, but with that heavy can on the end, its balance is terrible and the handling sucks. The MDR is really slick, is really slick, and has gotten good reviews overall. And at uh, twenty three hundred dollars US, is it ridiculously expensive? The engineering behind it is impressive as well. And from talking with folks who've shot it, it's a really well constructed and accurate firearm. It won't be under the tree until after the first of the year, but I'll send some impressions when I get it. Also, a couple of side notes. The only CZ P10 shipped in North America so far is the C model, which is the equivalent of the Glock 19. I'm betting Canada only sees the tactical version because of the barrel length restrictions. But without the threaded barrel and extension base pad on the magazine, it's the same size as the Glock or G-19 overall, and we will even use Glock holsters. Hmm. The F version, Trevor saw at the show, is new this year. It's a full-size gun that's the same size as the Glock 17. There will also be the S version, which is a baby Glock size, so I'm guessing you guys will uh, see that one. Here's the link to the article showing all three. We'll post that link in the show notes so everybody can see the three of them. Also, the Apex trigger for the 509 and the FNS – all the parts are metal. As I mentioned, it's a good upgrade, but don't expect miracles. You won't get a shadow two trigger out of it, but it's a good incremental improvement. Best wishes and happy holidays, Spencer. Hey, thanks, Spencer. See, <clears throat> it wasn't that long.
0: I mean, I don't think I would be complaining if I had a thirty cal suppressor on my rifle. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be complaining about how long it is. Wouldn't hear a peep out of me.
2: Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> thinking that as I was reading it. No,
0: yeah, but that's, what that's
2: what I, with all the good toys.
0: I mean, yeah, if, uh, if you could run a suppressor and then a bullpup, yeah, yeah, because then you're not, it's the whole package would be nice and short, right? Yep, yeah, <laughs> cool, yeah. All right. Uh, just a reminder for listeners, uh, if you'd like to email in uh, what you would like for Christmas, what you'd like to, to see under the tree in terms of firearms and firearms accessories, uh, send the emails over to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, we don't have any podcast app reviews this week, but uh, nope. if you want to go ahead and leave one of those as well. Uh, you can leave those reviews on iTunes or uh, Podbean or podcatcher or jack and the beanstalk or whatever other apps out there that uh, you use for your podcasting uh kelly do you have any shout outs
2: i do i have one for live happy birthday i know she's probably not listening but greg is so happy birthday
0: there we go uh patreon supporters we have 83 of those uh if you'd like to support us uh head on over to patreon.com slash slam fire radio uh, you'll get a uh, patch in the mail uh, you'll get access to super secret patreoni only episodes i think we have to do one next week yeah and so. uh and you'll help us out with like hosting and that kind of thing so some of the costs that are associated with uh, putting this show together finally join one or more of the national firearms associations such as the ccfr check us out on gun Owners of canada like us on Facebook and uh, take someone that uh, take someone from work shooting. Yep. Later.
1: Uh, so if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.